We also this week have to make 100 beaver hats. This is Mary O'Brien speaking. Mary is a striking woman. Tall and thin, she wears her hair short and her shirts cropped. Years spent in the desert have become etched on her face. Mary works for the Grand Canyon Trust, an organization focused on conservation on the Colorado Plateau. This beaver festival, the Trust has been planning and got a grant for over uh, two years ago, actually. It's, it's kind of a big deal. Mary is talking about the Escalante, Utah, first annual beaver festival, and she's pretty excited about it. If, like me, you've never been to a festival devoted entirely to beaver, it is quite the scene. There's pin the tail on the beaver, there's kids painting beaver tails, there's live music all day, there's um, a veteran, legendary live trapper, Sherry Tippy, coming over from Colorado to do a demonstration of live trapping, a stream trailer, on and on and on. From my designated vantage point behind the welcome desk, a job given to me despite my lack of knowledge about the species, I'm in the middle of the beaver festival scene. A man waltzes by with a shirt he clearly painted himself, announcing, I love beaver. The featured speaker tonight is a woman named Sherry Tippy. Sherry Tippy epitomizes pure joy at knowing beaver. Sherry Tippy is a hairdresser turned beaver trapper. She makes it clear that she is not a biologist. Sherry wears plain black sneakers, fitted blue jeans, and a t-shirt with a cartoon beaver on the front. The red hue of her cropped curls complements the red of her perfectly manicured nails. Sherry begins by stating that most people just don't know about beaver. I found this statement to be entirely true. Before finding myself at Escalante's first annual beaver festival, I didn't have a clue about the magic that beaver can do for a landscape. Sherry explains that as beaver move into a stream, they build dams that block water, allowing it to spread out over the surrounding area. Water pooled behind beaver dams creates healthy riparian areas and provides excellent habitat for many important species. This is so exciting, especially when you need water, and God, we need water now. Sherry exclaims in reference to the water stored behind beaver dams. In the audience watching Sherry's presentation is another enthusiastic beaver advocate, Craig Sorensen, who goes by Sage. After 31 years with the Bureau of Land Management, Sage now lives in Boulder, a small town just down the road from Escalante. He's at the Beaver Festival running a booth for the Boulder Community Alliance. Boy, I'll tell you, I am truly a beaver believer. You may wonder what being a beaver believer means. Well, being a beaver believer involves converting others. We put up these cameras and we wanted to get live pictures of beaver because in order to help people become beaver believers, it helps to see what one's like. Beaver are incredibly important in this area. Here's how Mary explains it. I almost imagine a, like a cartoon of a beaver coming into a stream area and on its big flat tail is sitting a woodpecker, a frog, native trout, otter, muskrat. And so it's like you take this creek that's missing all these creatures and in walks a beaver with these animals on its tail and all of a sudden it's a it's a completely different community. When my shift at the welcome desk comes to an end I've learned a huge amount about beaver. Sage got me. I'm well on my way to becoming a beaver believer myself. 
This little clan of beaver believers is not isolated to the festival. In Baker County, Oregon, a woman named Suzanne Foudy is fighting her own battle for the beaver. Suzanne and Mary are good friends. Suzanne works for the Forest Service on the Wallowa Whitman National Forest. She has a kind smile and wears a mix of hippie and Forest Service practical clothing. Suzanne didn't always have beaver on the brain. You know, when I first started this, I thought it was all about livestock. And then it was, oh yeah, it's livestock and elk. And then it was like, wow, it's livestock, elk, and it's beavers. And the beavers were just like this light bulb in my mind. Suzanne stands in an open meadow, a small stream running through the middle. This meadow has been heavily grazed, made clear by the cow prints across the muddy creek bed. Although predominantly surrounded by conifers, the far side of the meadow is lined by scraggly groves of aspen. Suzanne explains what first made the land so dry and barren. And that's a result of past land uses that have caused channels to widen and deepen as a result of intensive livestock management, um, elk numbers, but also things like ditches. People put ditches in places and the ditches went rogue. There's lots of different reasons, but as a result, streams disconnected from their valley floor. Suzanne goes on to describe why the work beaver do is so important, why we need water storage. And so part of what this is, is taking a look and saying, we have climate change coming. Because, I mean, climate change is coming. Climate change is always variable. So we're always going to have periods of drought, periods of abundant precipitation, even in the arid west. But what's happened is our systems are no longer able to take advantage of the periods of abundance so that they can provide during the periods of scarcity. Suzanne believes that coming to appreciate beaver will take a change of mindset. We don't imagine rivers with abundant beaver dams. Really healthy systems are really complicated, they're messy. So here's my big question. If beaver are such a wonderful tool for water storage, and as we move forward in a changing climate, water is a limiting factor, why do very few people know about beaver? The Beaver Believer Clan has something to say about problems with beaver. Some of the water users felt the beaver were stealing water. Some, of course, see beaver screwing up their irrigation ditches. The cities, the city agencies are getting an imbalanced view because if you like something, you never think of calling and saying, geez, I saw a fox man three, thank you so much. That was so cool. Hey, I love living here. But as soon as you don't like something, you call and you complain. The truth is, problems with beaver boil down to more than just beaver. Beaver flooding a pasture used for grazing, or cutting down the occasional tree, pale in comparison to a drying west as a result of climate change. We will and already do have an increased need for water storage and healthy riparian areas. Beaver can help us get there. We just need to learn to live with them. And this is where figuring out how to coexist with nature comes in. We are extremely adaptable, so it's about us making choices. It's not about the beaver. Beaver doesn't get to go anyplace else. The fish don't have another alternative. We have lots of alternatives. So, do we want water? Do we not want water? That's the bottom line. And so this clan of beaver believers will continue their crusade across the West, one beaver festival at a time. For National Public Lands Radio, I'm Molly Hayes.